It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast, podcast, podcast. It rhymes with mod fast. I don't know what's up. It sure does, Jerry. It rhymes exactly with that. I actually want to talk to you about uh, two podcast-related things that I had listened to on my way in and on my mm. way home yesterday. And All right. want to get your opinion of it. So I was listening to the Dave Portnoy podcast. Okay. He's the head of uh, Barstool Sports. He does a podcast every week, which I have come to enjoy. It's very uh, – they do a section called Inside Barstool where they just talk about things going That's on. Neat. Yeah, they, they talk to him about that. What's funny is like – a lot of the guys that work there that have worked there for a long time, they go right at him. Uh, and really? Yeah, it seems weird. Wow. It seems... Like people taking shots at Boomer. Yeah, I guess so. But, if, but Right. But if Boomer ran the company, right. it's a little strange. It'd be like going at Olivero. Yeah, but I also like it, too, because it feels like nothing's off limits. So I do like, like okay. it. So Dave brought up how Barstool, he could take a starting six, like he could take six people from Barstool and put it up against any other company right now. Okay. Starting six, you mean talent-wise? Yeah, like starting six talent-wise. Okay. As far as being influential. Okay. Well, Barstool is influential. Right. So he's so he's just saying six people that started at Barstool, right? I think he used like... um um. He even used Pat McAfee as one because that's where Pat McAfee got his. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Pat McAfee, after he was the punter, I think was doing a local show in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. but his popularity came from Barstool, and then from there he went on to to right. his own thing. Now, so he took he took that guy. He took uh, Alex Cooper, who is the call her daddy. Okay, who now is like a this a huge podcaster. He he put took uh, Big Cat, who does. Uh, uh, pardon my take, which is a huge podcast. But it was their their discussion was interesting because Eddie, who does the podcast with him, he was trying to put like TNT's guys up against the Barstool guys, like, like Barkley and yeah, Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But you know, I, he's just like, but they're not influential in the way that these people are influential. I don't know about that though. So then they started debating like what makes someone influential. Like, what do you look at? To well, say, to me, first things first, the endorsements. Yeah, there's nobody on this planet that has bigger and more endorsements than Shaquille O'Neal. Right, but I guess part of Dave's argument was that Shaquille O'Neal came to them famous already, whereas he made these people famous. Right, and he even yeah. gave Barkley as a as TNT made him much more famous. He's more famous now as a broadcaster. But can I make the same case that the NBA made them famous? The yeah, way so then Barstool they were, made these people famous? Yeah, so then 
NBA would get credit for that. Guy. Right. Right. So then you're saying take the talent of the well, NBA Barstool versus. Barstool, to me, takes the credit of these people, though. If these people never found Barstool, they'd be one of millions of people just doing podcasts. Right. Like, to me, it's 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 different and yet the same. Without the NBA, their college careers would have ended. Like, for instance, and I was thinking about this last night as I'm watching Texas-Oklahoma women's softball. Yes, I did put it on. And I'm thinking, these girls are so incredibly talented. But once they graduate, like, that's it. That's it. There's no major league softball league. And if there is, great. They might make a few thousand dollars a month. They're not getting rich. Right. And I don't know if you can live off of it. These other leagues make players rich. So after they have, whether they're one, two, three-year careers in college, they become famous, really famous, and make the big money in the NBA. You can be a podcaster. If you don't get to Barstool, like you don't get to the NBA, you're just going to be another one of millions of podcasters. But his point was media-wise. So these are our six media people that Mm -hmm. I would put up against any other six media people from one company. Okay. As far as currently today being influential. But they did have this back and forth too where they were were trying to decide how they would do it. But then they also got to talking and I was thinking of this too. Like what makes somebody now that you would consider influential? Likeable and believable. But there are also people like if you were to take CNN's audience Mm -hmm. versus Joe Rogan's audience. Joe Rogan is blows it away. Mm-hmm. Same with in Alex. In terms of numbers. Numbers. Right. Same as Alex Cooper blows it away as far as numbers. So who's more influential, CNN as an entire network or Joe Rogan as a podcast? It's a good question. You know? I don't know. And it's, But then I was also thinking about how it's all so determined based on there's so many people. There's 330 million people in the United States, right? right? So you could have somebody like Joe Rogan, who I think they say has... 9 to 10 million listeners. Somebody else might have 9 to 10 million listeners, and those people don't know the other one exists. Correct. Might not even be close. Right, like somebody who well, also, somebody who's listening to somebody else who has 10 million followers. Well, like Joel Osteen. Right, might not even know who Joe Rogan is. Exactly. You know what's so fascinating? Weird. So this is interesting, too, because now you bring it back to radio. A question we've, we've always had is content, and how do you keep the radio audience engage and we'll always say well if you're talking giants jet fans are going to turn it off and blah blah blah. and we have nine pro teams here and if you can't talk about hockey because people are going to turn it off i've come to this realization and you tell me what you think maybe think about it i don't know i really do believe what i think is right from this standpoint i don't necessarily know that the content matters i don't i think when it comes to ratings and people listening it is the likability of the hosts and here's why I love Joe Rogan. I do. There are guests he puts on that I have no in, none, zero interest in. Correct. Don't even know who they are. And yet I'll say, hmm, I'll give it a try. But not because of the content. I like the way Rogan does and approaches it. And I like his personality. Now, do I turn it off sometimes? Yes, because sometimes it's too long and I it is boring. But I always turn it on. Not always, most of the time. And it's because of him as opposed to the guest. The guest to me is almost irrelevant if I like the guy asking the questions. Right. So, I, yeah, I used to have that with Howard Stern, right? Okay. So I remember one thing, one, one interview in particular always stands out to me. 
I hear Howard Stern going, oh, we're going to talk to one of the singers from LFO. That was the band who did Summer Girls. Okay. In the Summer Girls Come and Summer right. Girls Go. I was like, what? I'm like, I am not listening to this. So I bounced around, bounced around. I was like, ugh, there's nothing. Right back to Howard. I'm like, I'll, be, I'll give it here. It turned out to be one of the most interesting interviews. Yeah. Be- because of the openness of the guest and the questions that right. were asked. And all that. It's like I even talk about, like, we used to get bad ratings when we would book a guest. Uh, Boomer and Carton as well. We had, I thought, one of the funniest interviews we ever did. Uh, Boomer and Craig did an interview with an Indy, Indy 500 car winner. Okay. They would come into town. They would do I Letterman. Yep. And I think actually the guy that we interviewed passed away, oh, died in a, a, a crash year, a couple of years later. Wow. It was so funny. They were talking, Craig was talking about shaving your body hairs. It was such a good interview. But ratings wise, it was terrible. And I think people went Indy 500, don't care. Yeah. Didn't give it a chance, you know? So I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, you're saying about the. And that's why I think things that are personality-driven podcasts and shows are better than guest-driven because there are a lot of times there's so many podcasts now that if Joe Rogan has somebody on that I'm not interested in, I probably wouldn't give it a chance. Okay. Unless I was desperate. And see, I still do. Yeah. Because I feel like there's so many other things to listen to, but I continually go to the podcasts that are just the host talking. Right. Because of their personalities. Yeah, no, I get it. Where if Mark Marin has on some unknown comic that I'm not familiar with, I'm I'm not going to listen to See, that. I get I get bored by those. Yeah, I just I. To me, just the two couple guys talking. Yeah, it's like yeah. what is it after a while? It's just two guys having a conversation. Like I, I look for I guess and I guess I'm old. I guess I look for the different contents of a program, like where things are bouncing around, moving. This is happening, and oh, coming up we got this, and it's not just blah 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 blah. So like. I don't know, podcast where a guy just talks for 30 minutes, I'm out. Unless I really like the guy. Yeah. You know, to me, the gotta like the you have to like the host or hate the host. Not be right. in between. Like we're talking about influential. So yeah. And I keep using Joe Rogan just because sure. he's pro- probably the most popular podcaster. Right. Right. Right now he's the most successful one for sure. Right. right. But probably has the most listeners as far as the show goes, right? right? So you could look at radio shows, podcasts, he's got to be the tops. But the YouTube guy you tell me about, Mr. Beast. Yeah. Is unbelievable. So is he so is he more influential than than Joe Rogan? I would say Mr. Beast is probably more influential with a different audience. Right. Parents. Yeah. So one of the other arguments they're making on this about influential is when Joe Rogan has a comment on COVID or something, it gets picked up. Mm-hmm. I don't see Mr. Beast's name in the news because he's not doing that sort of thing so where's his influence influential i would i mean in terms of products yeah and in terms of what products get advertised on his show so i don't mean influential in terms of his political views or what he thinks is going on in russia and ukraine or covid i mean more um parents sitting down watching this with their kids and then seeing certain products being advertised and shown on the program right Influential as a as a um, as an endorser, yeah, moving product, correct. Which is really what all of this is, right? So it's all about selling advertising. So that was another thing that came up: like, is this person somebody that a product wants to be aligned with, right? And is that sure that's influential too? Mm-hmm. Do they get mentioned in the press? That's influential. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was just an interesting conversation just about how splintered the audience is these days. But still, like, there are so many people that have a huge audience. Yeah. And then there are million a million people or more with that are doing stuff with no audience. Oh yeah, like literally 10 people and it's like they're friends. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I well that's the thing I always tell you like when when a sports guy comes up and pops up out of nowhere and you'll see that he's got 600,000 Twitter followers and I'm like time out a second. I've been around this business for 25 years. I've been a sports fan my whole life. I watch it as much now as I ever have. And I don't know who he is, and he's got 600,000 followers. Right. It blows me away. And what's also funny with guys like that, sometimes men and women in this way, I'll see they have like 2 million followers. I don't know who they are, and they have no real bio. They'll just be like, I eat yodels. And you're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> like that's their, tw- that's their Twitter bio. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. So it's weird to not only... Is someone so popular, and I don't know who they are? They're so popular, they don't feel the need to <laughs> explain who bio. they are. <laughs> you should know, to, right? It's so that's true, crazy. Yeah, that's all nuts. I heard an interview with Tom Green, okay, who is being interviewed by Steve O from Jackass mm-hmm. on a podcast, and it was interesting because they were talking about that Tom Green, how he got started was he 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 started volunteering at a public access station in Canada. So that he would be able to borrow their cameras that he could go do his silly things on the man on the street stuff. Right. And then he got a show on cable access. Somebody at MTV. uh, No, then the the comedy network up there put it on. Then MTV took it. Right. So. But again, back then, he had to really go out of his way to find a camera. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the jackass guys got popular because skateboarders were some of the first people to get a hold of video cameras and videotape their stunts and all, and then they would trade tapes. And yeah. they were underground, like, skateboarding magazines, and they'd have videos in there. So Steve L said to him, he goes, you know, where where would we be if we were starting today? Right. Nowhere. And And Tom Green said, I'd be working at Dairy Queen, posting v- videos to a handful of people on YouTube. Yeah. That's what I'd be doing. Yep. Because now to stand out. It's hard. It is. I don't know how people. Yeah. You got to come up with something so unique now. Yeah. That catches on some sort of a niche audience that then explodes because that video is so bizarre. Once it gets seen a few times, it starts to multiply. But then then you need longevity to it. So what else can you do that's in that niche? Right. That you're not going to run of idea out of ideas four videos into it for sure, because it's very con. It's almost as if you got to sit down, either daily or at least once a week to kind of lay out what the plan is. You can't just wake up and say, "What are we doing today?" You right. have to have an idea because if you're going to put out content at a rapid pace, I mean that Mr. Beast guy, they have production meetings every Sunday, I believe it is, to make sure they put out two videos a day, a day. Not two videos a week or a month, every day. Got to keep it fresh. And I remember Joseph, for right now, has not been watching that as he used to. He still puts it on, I'd say a couple times a week. But when he was watching that every day, he would know and he would get a notification that a new video was just posted and he'd go right to it. And at the end of it, you'd look down and it already had 100,000 views. Right. Like, he just released it a half hour ago. 
How is that possible? That's funny, too. Like with Barstool stuff, you see they put a video out on yeah. Twitter. And, I, and I sometimes Barstool fascinates And me. sometimes I'd be like, only 40,000 views. I'd be like, oh, it's been up 18 minutes. Right. <laughs> Meantime, we hit 40,000 views. We do a parade through the newsroom it's and into the sales offices. Unbelievable. Half the people are naked. We're so excited. It's so weird. And yet. I See, you, you've been on Barstool a lot longer than me. I don't. I. But I don't really consume it all oh, that. Oh, you don't. You just no, know about it. I know about it, and I follow it more from a perspective of how is this media company running. Yeah. Like, the only podcast I listen to now from there is Dave Portnoy's podcast. Okay. And a lot of times it was because it was behind-the-scenes stuff about how they run their business, which is interesting to me. Oh, for sure. But, yeah, they have so many. Th- and I remember, actually... When they came out with Call Her Daddy initially, yeah. it was this Alex Cooper and Sophia with an F. I think her name was Sophia with an F is her name. Right. And I remember I was so annoyed by this concept of it was going to be just two girls talking dirty in my mind and like how easy that was to do. And the Barstool audience is not interested in this. It's so generic. Da, da, da. I remember I even wrote to their I remember Twitter this. handle and one of the girls wrote me back. I was because I, I wrote Barstool definitely knows what they're doing. This is a failure. <laughs> We're talking about a failure. That tweet How failed. That work out? <laughs> yeah. But now knowing more what the, you know, and that was probably a product of their promotion of the, because I would see short clips and it was the girls talking about giving BJs and stuff. And I was like, what is, what is this? And guys probably love hearing it. But, the, but the show, this, Alex Cooper show now is much more involved, you know, for women and and things like that. So, but much like Howard Stern, when I would tell people I liked Howard Stern, they're like, oh, strippers and porn stars. That was his fault too, because that's what he promoted. Yeah. Even though that was probably 10% of his show. But everyone thought they did that every day. Right. Absolutely. His fault, because that's what he would put out. And that's how it was salacious. Right. And that's how he would make news. No doubt. Yeah. Just the same way. They wanted to do the dentist drilling mom. Right. It's the same thing. No, we ultimately didn't do that, but that's the same. For a promo, yeah. Yeah, because you were trying to hook people in. Right. I get it. I would love to come up with a YouTube idea. I just think it's a... I would, too, because I think it would be fun to control and create your own product. Right. You got to make it. It's got to be good enough, though, that you can generate in. Like, you could need to make serious money to do it, though. Yeah, but the thing to me with YouTube versus, like, say, doing a podcast, everyone's doing a podcast, is that, you know, when you go to YouTube for something, you might type in a subject. Yeah. And all these things come up. We don't do that for podcasts. Like, we kind of get word of a podcast mm-hmm. or we hear of a guest we like is going to be on a podcast. Spotify and that's, gives me suggestions. Yeah, it does give you suggestions, but, like, if you wanted, if you went on YouTube to learn how to fix a toilet, mm-hmm. they, and you might find this guy, and you see he's got all the... And yeah. you, you loved how he laid it out, and it was simple. And then you go, oh, man, he showed how to put up crown molding. Now you're following that guy. Right. Which you would never have found that guy... Otherwise. Unless you were looking at the time for toilets. True. Which he, so he's now in your world. That's true. I just... Uh, yeah. I just... Uh, Again, I, trying to do something fun and unique. Yes. you want to enjoy doing it. Right. You know, at the end of the day, the motivation, obviously, is to make enough money to live on. But you still want to enjoy doing what you're doing. And it having longevity. Yes. That's to me the toughest part. Yeah, 100, absolutely it is. Of course. You know. Yeah. 
probably the most difficult part is, you know, first of all, you need to get lucky with the first few that you do that it catches on. Once it catches on, how do you keep people there? Not easy. Yeah. Not easy. And that's what I noticed, like, with Mark Maron's podcast. He's an interview podcast. And he'll go for weeks where it's like, who is this? Who is this? And who is this? Yeah. And then he'll get, like, President Obama. Right. (laughs) And then for three weeks, it's these kind of stand-up comics. When you click on their profiles, they have a 1,000 followers. You know, because it's like you've committed now. Once you get advertising and things, I'm putting out two a week. And And here's Putin. And it ain't so easy, yeah, to get, like... Yeah. Major guests every week. It's hard. And that's what Rogan's doing, right? So sometimes... Yeah, he oh, goes, I mean, days with these no-name comics. It's yeah. Like, God, it's enough. Holy, right, and then he holy. also does an MMA yeah. guest. Likes the COVID guests. Likes the COVID guests. So that brings me to the other thing I want to talk about. The So he has a guest on that just came out yesterday, which okay. I, I... It's legitimately two and a half hours long. I'm 30 minutes in. Okay. But it's interesting. It's a guy, and Eddie knew who this was. It's a theoretical physicist named... Michio Kaku. Okay. Is he Capo's cousin? Capo Kaku. <laughs> uh, and he is a uh, theoretical physicist, but is in a new documentary about UFOs. Okay. So his, so the whole conversation is just about UFOs and what are they and where do they come from? And it's very interesting. It's a, like, it's a, it's a neat conversation to have. Like, I can't imagine the, what they're going to talk about for two and a half hours. Right. Well, how many times have we said that, though, and it felt like yeah. it was over, and they go for another 90 minutes. But this guy is engaging. He's, like, not a boring... Right. You know, Eddie knew him as, like, a guy who's, like, a... Uh, uh, who's the other guy? The stargazer guy? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, he says he's like them. He's he's an engaging I love that. guy. I, I could listen to him yeah. forever. So that's a recommendation. Yeah, I actually... I, mean, I didn't know that, but I have the Rogan every day. He's on my phone. Mm. Yes. Some days I listen, some days I don't. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'll listen today. I'll be, I listened uh, partway on my way in, okay. and I'll listen on the way home. I was listening to Oldies on uh, CBS FM 101.1 HD3 this morning. Which is now like uh, CBS FM HD3? Yes. What do you mean? 101.1, the HD3 channel. Is? Is just Oldies. Oh, like Oldies, Oldies. Like 60, 50s and 60s. Oh, really? Yeah. It's I didn't like even know they did what, that. What CBS FM used to right. be. Yes. Exactly. Because it's funny now, like CBS FM now, the oldies are the 80s. Yeah. Bon Jovi. Yeah. I heard uh, Living on a Prayer the other No. Yeah, Living on a Prayer the yeah. other day on 101.1. I'm like, man, how about that? Which makes sense because when my dad was listening to CBS yes. FM in the 80s, he was it listening would... to 50s music. Yes. So, yeah, so I, I like that music. Yeah. I do. So once in a while, um, I will pop that on. So I listened to Sal for about 20 minutes this morning. I got a good feel. And then I was flipping around. I'm like, you know what? Let me start checking out these HD channels. You know, 92.3's HD 2 is good. That's like new and upcoming music really? that they're not playing yet on 92.3. Like there was a Florence and the Machine song today that I don't think they've played yet on 92.3. It was good. So there's that for a little bit. Um, then they got HD 3 as their Q channel for LTB. So for that audience, that's how they promote that. Um, and then I went to... From there, I went to 101.1. 102.7 is, um, this is what I don't get. You would think 101.1 would use one of their HD channels for 1010 10 wins. Yes. They don't. They put that on 102.7's HD2. Strange. So, Do the HD channels that are not on the air somewhere yeah. else, do they have less commercials? Did you yeah. notice? Yeah, I don't notice. On the music one, with yeah, the, the 101.1, one. I didn't hear one commercial. I listened for like 30 straight minutes. Yeah. I don't know if there's any, to be quite honest. 
That'd there be could interesting. Be. I don't know. But just trying to get used to all the available options. Yeah. As a consumer. So. I like it. Well, maybe I'll try the Rogan thing. One other thing. So Gina today, she had some training. Like she does, uh, she hosts training classes for, for companies. Yeah. And she had one up north today. So she stayed up north because she, do- she doesn't like to drive on highways. So she stayed at a hotel up north and then she was going to take a uh, lift to the place. Okay. She left her phone in the lift. Oh, God. And I, her and I can see each other's phones. Yes. So I can see the Lyft driver driving all around town. So how do you get it back? She, I don't know. She says she's tried reaching out to Lyft, and they don't seem to be of any help. That sucks. So she's like, can you keep track of my phone? I go, go, yeah, find but it. he's driving around like Morristown now. Wow. That sucks, dude. That ain't good. How do you leave your phone? I know. Phone? No, I say that, but I left my phone... No, I didn't leave it. It fell out of my pocket, actually, in yeah. San Francisco. But I realized it literally three steps. You remember, I was with you, I think. Three steps out of the car, I realized it fell out of my pocket. And I think you were the one that found him and called him. And the guy came back. Somehow, I don't know how. Yeah. Remember that? I do And the guy came that. right back. Yeah. And I gave him $20. Right. On top of the stupid tip I had to give him already. Right. So, interesting. Yeah. So, it's fun. I'll be watching her phone all oh, day on God. the... Oh, the look, they're zipping. in Indianapolis now. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a text from her that said, I don't have my phone. It's in the lift. I go, then how did you text this to me? Yeah. She, she set up the, the text messaging on her laptop. Oh, okay. And was able to. Well, at least you can communicate with her. That's right. a good thing. Yeah, just that sucks. That stinks. Plus, that is, I'm sure that's how I would be. It's, I'm sure it's in her head the whole time she's doing her training. Of course it is. Your phone's Where gone. Where the hell is my phone, and how do I get it back? Right. Let me have your phone for three hours. Right. How are you doing? <laughs> Terrible. You still be thinking about it, and you know I have it. Right. Now some guy's got it driving around Mamaronek. <laughs> and it could be on the floor. Yes. It could be between the seats. Someone could get in and then go, oh, a phone. I'll take this. Exactly. So they're like, but I could follow the person unless yes. they, yeah, and they can't get into the phones with the passwords and all that stuff. Who knows? It just sucks. It does suck. Well, good luck with that. All right, Jerry. Uh, tomorrow it's By the you. way, that's going to consume your day too now. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'll be watching around, watching to see where the phone's going. Yes. Uh, tomorrow, you and Sal will be hosting. Yes. With uh, Eddie and I, and Silo uh, will be doing updates. It should be a fun day. It will be a fun day, and the same on Monday. Awesome. Uh, tomorrow to I'll do the war, uh, the warm up with Silo. Yeah, I think so. I think it's enough. Enough. Four hours enough, Jerry. Yes, I agree. For you, yes. And we don't do a podcast on Fridays. Right, which I'm going to text him right now so he knows. Get your butt in here for the warm-up show. Get your butt in here and yes. tell him to come strong to the mic. Come strong. How do I Al answer? said, come strong to Al the mic. Al said, okay, I got it. There was a guy who uh, used to do a show out of uh, Doc Walker was his name, former NFL player. He did yeah. a, sh- a show on the team in Washington. Okay. When I was living in Tampa, for whatever reason, we took their programming, imagine. Yes. And... uh he used to say, come strong to the mic. And he okay. would demand that of his listeners. Just like Jim Rome would say, have a take, don't suck. I like Come that. strong to the mic. Don't come here with your weak-ass takes. Come strong to the mic. Tim. So tell CeeLo, Al said, come strong to the mic. I'm writing that right now. I'm just saying, can you please do warm-up show with Al tomorrow <laughs> and Monday? And <laughs> he says, come strong to the mic. To the mic. Yeah. All right, and I don't mean linebacker. Right. CeeLo's the mic. CeeLo, CeeLo is the mic. <laughs> All right, done. All right, Jerry, let's it do, said... uh, let's go home then. Well, I got to do the 11. Oh. All right. Awesome. You'll do the 11 then. Right uh, on. We'll see you tomorrow. Well, oh, by the way, tomorrow, Friday.
Summer Friday. Summer Friday. All So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're first time, long time, or all the time, call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't well, suck. At least we do this. It's 5.02. It is Thursday. It is great to have you with us. The Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? And across from me, his name is Al Manny Dukes. What's up, man? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. I guess uh, from here on out, where you all just drive to work in the rain every Apparently, day. Apparently, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like 90% Rains of, often. of the drive to work is in the rain. It happens a lot, I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, I didn't realize it was supposed to rain. It was so nice last night. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, get home, lay down, wake up, rain. Right. Rain. And it's that annoying rain. It's yeah. the mist. You got to, like, the wipers are on the, the intermittent, but it's really, you need a little more than the intermittent, and they're giving you that there's a, the, the intermittent one that goes the quickest to intermittent two. There needs to be an in-between. Do you not have the, so my wife's Ford Expedition has the smart wipers. Sensors? Yes. No, I don't have that. Where the wipers go as fast or slow as needed. Yeah, no, I don't really have that. Really cool feature. Oh, is that right? I don't have that on my car. Yeah, my car's cheap. Her we, car is tremendous. We park our cars in New York City. We're lucky we have intermittent wipers. Well, remember, the last time, uh, the one time my car got hit by a street sweeper, they yeah. said, well, you're going to bring it to a body shop to get fixed? I said, no. No. It's fine. It's got a gigantic scratch on it. It's uh, it's used. It's fine. I worked with someone at WNEW many years ago. She went out to her car to leave, and her wipers were missing. Yeah, I mean, these things happen. <laughs> I mean, it's better than going out and having your car jacked up with no tires. <laughs> it is funny, like... Why aren't people stealing wiper blades more often? Just to be douches. Uh, it probably happens more than you know. Yeah. We're just lucky that it hasn't happened around here. Yeah. That's not an idea for you to go out and steal my uh Well, remember, right now they're blades. at the catalytic converters. Right. Wiper blades, they're useless to them. What are they worth? 12 bucks? Right. That's really Plus something just to be annoying. Yeah, just to be annoying. That's all that is. Like if you have an enemy, take their wipers off their car. That's like something teens would do. Right. I think a Stephen Wright joke from back in the day was oh, that uh, he, was in, or, in order to not get parking tickets, he would remove his uh, wiper blades because they had nowhere to put the ticket. He had no, they had nowhere to put the ticket. I Take don't f- off your wiper blades. I've never found him funny. Why do we drive in the parkway and park in the oh, driveway? God. Never wonder that, Jerry. No. Jerry Recco. <laughs> 
Also, it's supposedly... Is he still touring? Uh, he, I, he probably I, is, probably. right? Probably. Why wouldn't he be, right? <laughs> I'm sure he is. Um, i just trying to do another one. There's, oh, he had some Lord. joke where he goes, the name of one of his albums, which I actually purchased a cassette Stephen Wright album. Sure. It was called I Have a Pony. <laughs> All my friends have pets. I have a pony. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> It smells like weed in our office, the uh, office that uh, Eddie and I share. Now, I know Eddie doesn't smoke weed. It makes him paranoid. I've never smoked weed. So where's the weed smell coming from? Is someone storing their weed in our office to try to I set us up? I have some ideas, really, but I'm going to not say it on the air. You have ideas he of will people? Be, he will be at Count Basie Theater in Red Bank. This, it was postponed Stephen Wright? to be rescheduled. So it'll be rescheduled. If you want, though, yeah. June 25th, he'll be in Vegas. That seems like a Vegas act, Stephen Wright. Yeah. All right. There Throwback. you go. Or you go to the Ithaca State Theater on October 22nd. So he's really fully touring over here. Well, I mean, he's got one, two, three, according to Ticketmaster, like five dates. Do you think he still does Why Do We Boring Drive? Boring stuff, yes. Why Do We Drive on the Parkway and Park on the Driveway? I suppose. I would. I, I, That's a greatest hit. I don't hits. know. I, I get It's not funny. That's a greatest it's, hits collection. It's not funny. Jerry, I'm uh, looking at... Uh, He's in Tucson in a couple weeks. You want to go there? Tucson? Yeah. I love Tucson. I know you do. I'm looking at the sports calendar today, Jerry. I see uh, Yankees Yankees have another game with the Twins. Yeah, they lost to the Twins. John Carlos Stanton had a bit of an adventure yesterday in the outfield. I see the Mets are off. They're going to play the Angels tomorrow. Who lost again. Although I think I wrote angles on the show sheet. And no one's going to notice. It's fine. L.A. angles. Yeah. Wrote. Uh, Lightning Rangers. 14 straight now. The Angles? Yes. They lost to the Red Sox. I think it was one nothing. See, that's a bad sign now for the Mets. Yeah. Uh, do you think the Red Sox didn't think the same thing when they walked into that series I and they had lost so, 11 Jerry. straight? But now they're going to, the, uh, the Mets have a day off. Yeah, they'll play them to, tomorrow. Make it 17 straight. Let's go. So we got Lightning Rangers tonight. Yes. Game five. We've got NBA Finals tomorrow night, Warrior Celtics. So mm-hmm. there's a, Jerry, that's sports. It's a lot going on. You got all the golf stuff still. Well, I'm not. Ca- uh, I I can't. Not that you're gonna watch it, if but I know. No, but if I, I never hear about right. live golf. I or know whatever that. The but hell come on, that is again. I'd be so thrilled. All right, how about how about these questions yesterday? Live golf. So we played the Mickelson one. Yeah. The the shameless hypocrisy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. People are mad at the golfers yes. for going to play. Uh, in a Saudi Arabian golf tournament. Right. Meanwhile, we're, where we're, the money's coming from Saudi Arabia because they're playing in London right. first. And meanwhile, people are mad at the NBA for dealing with China. Of course. And we complain on Twitter about all this on our phones, which are made in China. I do like. Exactly. Dips. Right. Hypocrisy all over the place. It's impossible. That's a great point. These idiots asking the questions probably have sneakers that were made in of China. Course. Right. So, but this was funny. So Ian Poulter, who I'm sure you have no idea who that I've is. I've heard He's the a name. golfer. Have you? Yeah, I have. He was asked this question. Or maybe question. I'm thinking of Ann Coulter. <laughs> you might be. Ian Poulter, not Ann Coulter. Okay. Whoever that is. Um, he was asked, so you know about the, you've heard about the war going on right now? Uh, now? Ukraine, Russia? Yeah. He was asked this question. So anywhere in the world you wouldn't play. If Vladimir Putin had a, a tournament, would, ah. would you play there? A speculation. Can't, not even going to comment on speculation. Okay, that's fine. So, so Lee, it's not a no. <laughs> no, it wasn't a no. So Lee Westwood was sitting next to him, and he was given this question. Lee, you want to answer it? Would you, I mean, would you have played in apartheid South Africa, for example? Well, you're just asking us to answer a hypothetical question there, which... Well, they're you know, moral we questions, answer, aren't they? Answer a question on that. <laughs> I love this reporter. Is that the same guy? I think it is. 
Yeah, I think the moral it's, questions. I think you it's see, the same guy that asked uh, Phil Mickelson about his shameless hypocrisy. Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, these guys are taking a beating. Yeah, that's fun. It was. See, I like it was those. Funny. Now, Justin Thomas came to their defense. He basically said, "We're living in a world of hate right now. So if you don't agree with someone, you basically just attack them." Um, so you know, go play where you want. Whatever. Yeah, it is weird. Like it, it is impossible. It is very difficult to be consistent with everything because yeah. we don't know where things are coming from. We know our our phones, which yeah. everyone has, are made in China. Mm-hmm. So, the clothes we wear, the sneakers yes. we wear, all the electronics that we yes. consume and purchase, everything. Yes. It's yes, true. Yes, yes. It's very hard to. Even someone that's an environmentalist. Well, you better not be driving your car all over the place. Yeah, I know. It's it's impossible. You know, it's really, I mean, you can certainly do things and take steps to help out for sure, but it's hard to be 100% in line with everything. Yes. It's difficult. It yes, is it difficult. is. And yet we beat up everybody that we don't agree with. Well, yeah, like we pick certain things. We're like yeah. the NBA in China, and then we're on our phones. Mm-hmm. Right. Yesterday, the, the other day, Boomer popped into uh, Eddie and I in that in the room yeah. there during a commercial break. The control room. Yeah, the control room. And he was talking about how he's lost weight. He goes, yeah, he goes, uh, I haven't eaten any meat in three weeks. I go, oh, I go, what, what are you eating? He goes, you know, chicken. I had a pork chop. <laughs> what? And fish. Fish. So basically, he was saying he has not had a steak, I think. He's had red meat. Red meat yeah. is what I think he meant. But he said, I, I said, wow. I go, are you, what are you eating? Like fish? Yeah. He goes, oh, you know, like chicken, you know, like a last night I had a great pork chop. <laughs> Still meat. Yes. <laughs> I never got why we don't why we don't consider eating fish meat. Right. I, That's I a fish you're wondering, too. Like, right. I get it. They're not a four-legged animal and all that. It's still right. a it, living, breathing thing. It right. bleeds. It bleeds. It has, listen, if it has an eyeball. It can a, look at you. And a butthole. Okay. It's an animal. We got to go there. That's All right. a lie. <laughs> yes. Well, because I'm saying it can see you. And it has you blood. You can see it breathing. It's breathing. I know. You Before you eat it, you have to remove its organs. Oh, it's, it's in the animal kingdom. Animal kingdom, right. for sure. I know. But you can, if you are a vegetarian, right? If you're a vegetarian, you can eat. Well, that that would be a pescatarian, meaning you'll eat fish. So a vegetarian doesn't eat any Should fish. Should not eat any fish. Oh, I didn't. I thought that was yeah. just meat and chicken and poultry okay and then the vegans don't eat any products that are made by an animal right they basically eat grass grass it's amazing to me that spike still does that eats grass it's just (laughs) oh bad vegan (laughs) (laughs) well better than smoking it i suppose yeah but no it's just it's so difficult that is not any i think you could do vegetarian or pesca whatever that's called a vegan is just it's got to be impossible it's not easy and where's the fun there's no fun. There's no fun in eating anything. No fun. You can't tell me eating tofu over, you know, spaghetti squash is exciting. I've been to some vegan restaurants, though. A lot of our food, you can get the taste going with just sauces. Like, you could get vegan wings, that. and they just put... I know that. They take, like, tofu or... But that's easy to do when you go out. Yeah. When you have to cook six nights a week... I'm sorry, unless you're a chef or you know what you're doing. Like, we are terrible in my house in terms of cooking. Neither me and my wife are any good at it. So to try and figure out a vegan diet and recipes, ugh, we'd be eating cardboard every night. Plus, I think you need meat for testosterone. I'm not sure, though. Although there are these big-time athletes that are vegan. Yeah, but you eat a lot of meat. What happened to you? (laughs) I mean, all you do is eat chicken every day. 
<laughs> it must not have testosterone in it. <laughs> Yet you're morphing into a woman right in front of our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. No, you're not. You're a very strong male. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Although it is 2022. All things are accepted right now. Everything's on the table. I can morph myself right into a woman before your eyes, and you can't say squat about it. Alice Dukes. Or you're a bigot, and I'll get you thrown right off the radio, Jerry. I suppose that that's possible, yes. (laughs) So what are we going to start? Oh, it's already 5-12. That's okay. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I figured for sure you were going to come right out to shoot with the Mets in this West Coast trip. They're now 3-4. and Still not terrible. Yeah. They've got one series. They have to go get two out of three, and I think at the end of the day, if they go 5-5 and out West, they're fine. Correct. I'd, I'll settle for 500 out west. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, right. Take two or three from the Angels, which is not impossible. No. Uh, Last night was disappointing because I said to you yesterday morning, Chris Bassett has not been very good of late. Yeah. And he was terrible. And then Nagosik, holy smokes. Talk about gasoline on the fire. Yeah. Um, they were never in that game. I was uh, seeing in one of the articles, the uh, Mets outscored 20 to 2. Yeah. The last, the two, last games. two games. Yeah. Now, the the good news for the Mets was their injury situation. Yes, they, 100%. They say Pete Alonso and Starling Marte are, are considered day-to-day. Yep. So maybe we'll see them in Los Angeles at some point this weekend. I got to tell you, if I'm in the Mets division, I'd probably try to hit Pete Alonso right in the hands. Well, why not? He's been hit 17 game. times already this year. <laughs> and by the way, if I'd you haven't noticed, hand. Atlanta's won seven straight and Philly's won six in a row. I haven't noticed either of those. Yeah. Things. I mean, I'm they're not paying attention. To so that. they've picked up a couple games here the last couple of days. Well, more than that, but yeah. Hmm. So they've started to play Philadelphia after they fired Joe Girardi. They haven't lost and they've had some good win yet. Yeah, they bludgeoned the Brewers yesterday. 10, nothing. Who's a good team. And Atlanta beat Oakland, I believe. So seven in a row, six in a row. And the Red Sox have won. Not that they're anywhere near the Yankees. There's, they're still seven out kind of like Atlanta and Philly are, but the Red Sox all of a sudden look like a good team. They've won seven straight. Yeah. Uh, the Padres stadium is so it's awesome. so pleasurable to watch yeah, it a is. game. And there's I, people it just there because so they're good. nice on television. Like, it's just. Is that one you've been to or no? No. Well, you haven't. I That's was, where you have to go. Yeah, and I was in San Diego when they were playing the, they were playing a Tampa Rays. But I wonder why you, a, yeah, but it's I a don't cool know. experience. I know. I don't know why I didn't go. We did when we went there. We bought tickets right off the third base on third baseline. I would say like fifteen to twenty feet beyond third base, and we were maybe fifteen twenty rows up. They were good seats, um, and it was neat. But we figured since it was such a nice night, and it was crowded but not packed, so we watched the first six innings there. Then we watched the seventh inning in right field in like an empty section, which was just kind of cool. And then the last two innings. In that little grassy knoll in center field, which was it was awesome. I'm telling you, man, what a great place. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't go when I was there. I had a chance, Jerry. Right, you and didn't I go there, the and you didn't go to Seattle either. Yeah, but Seattle, I'm glad I didn't go to. I'm I'm no longer supporting Seattle. But at the time, at the time, right? It seemed like you were interested in seeing I a was. Mariners game out there. I got a Mariners shirt when and I was out there. And instead, you stood online to go to Starbucks, the first ever Starbucks. <laughs> No, Jerry, <laughs> I saw the line to the first ever Starbucks, which I wanted. we wanted to go to, and instead we woke up early the next morning, went there. There was like two people in the whole place. Perfect. We had such a great first Starbucks experience. I'm sure you did. You should have gone for the, I don't know what it was called at the time, Safeco Field. You should have gone for yeah. the tour then after that. Yeah. You know who was also playing there at the time I was there was uh, Pearl Jam. Yes, I remember you telling me that. Which is also cool. Which is kind of where you want to see them. Right. That's kind of neat. Did you go see him? No. No, okay. okay. I went to that fish market, though. I saw guys throwing salmon at each other. 
Did that you was go cool. see Pearl Jam in Seattle? No, no. But I went to a fish market. <laughs> well, that's the fish. Pike's Market. Nice. Where they throw the big salmon to each other, mm. and then you watch them cut it up. And, and then what do you do? It. Then you, I don't know. I guess <laughs> if it's 9 a.m., now what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't in a hotel room, I suppose you could get the salmon and bring it back and cook it, but if you're in a hotel room, Think you about do that. that day. All right, Gina, we went to Starbucks. We went to the Pike's Place. Now what? <laughs> it's 9 a.m. What else did you plan for today? What about Pearl Jim? No. <laughs> We're out. We got to oh, go to bed at 5 o'clock. We went to the big Space Needle. Oh, okay. That was cool. Would that take a half hour? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Sightseeing vacations suck. I'm right sorry. They, right. They're so quickly. <laughs> yes. You need something to do. Oh, you know what? Gina took me to a uh, legitimately a glass-blowing museum while we were there. Wow. And actually, Pearl Jam had a... There was a uh, Pearl Jam exhibit right at uh, at the Pop Culture Museum. That's cool. Which was really cool. There were like a whole room of just of cool Pearl Jam. That artifacts. does seem neat. That was that was. Cool. If I ever get to Seattle, I will check it. And out. I'm not even a huge Pearl Jam fan. No, and but I thought it was cool. It is. How could you not? You like that history. genre of music. I do so like that neat. genre, Jerry. All right, quick break. Five seventeen. It's a Thursday. Boomer and Geo at six. Very busy day here on the fan. All right, 25 after 5 on Thursday. We got the Boomer and Geo coming up 6 o'clock. They got lots to get twos because you've got the Yankees losing for a change to the Twins, the Mets losing to the Padres. You got Rangers tonight. And they might talk about Pearl Jam's World Tour. Who knows? It's all on the table. All right, Jerry, uh, in the first thing that we were discussing uh, fish and whether fish are uh, meat. Yeah. It's considered meat, and we said they have eyes, they breathe, they have blood, they have a butt. I would like to thank you, though, because of you, I've actually started eating salmon. Oh, nice. I have, yeah. Quite good. Very good. When cooked properly. Correct. Yes. Uh, Ronnie, a guy on Twitter, DM'd me and said, fish doesn't have a face. A fish has a face? It's a side they face. Have a, they have eyes. Right. They got little mouths. They're side faces. <laughs> yes. They're whatever. like very thin people faces. Who cares? So a fish does have a face, Ronnie. Hey, hey, whatever. If you have eyes, a nose, and a lip, that's a face. Last time I checked, the shark eats you. <laughs> so yes. means it's got a mouth and teeth. It sure does, Jerry. It uh, has whatever. a mouth and teeth. So uh, I, this morning I went in to do my uh, deep dive into Yankee research. Yeah. You know how I do, Jerry? Uh, and I see, you know, Nestor Cortez, uh, you know, got smacked around. They knocked his. I actually, I'm legit going to say this okay. because when I got home last night, yeah. I was able. I watched, you know, before watching this morning, like I do. But last night, I saw the third and fourth, fourth. I forget. I saw two innings. Okay, and I saw the inning where he came out of the game. I legit thought the Twins knew every pitch that was coming, and he was missing right down the middle of the plate when he was missing. He just didn't look like the pitcher we've seen all year. He right. had a bad night. Right, it exactly. Happens. It Move happens, on. Jerry. Occasionally, these yeah. pitchers have an off night, and you come back. You, when there starts to be a trend is when you worry. Agreed. If he goes out and stinks next time, are right, you get a little concerned. But last night, so what? You move it happens. on. Yes, absolutely. As OJ says, it happens. Yes. It, it happens. Who says this? OJ. Oh, is that true? It happens. I didn't know he said that. Okay. Uh, by the way, was it a legit question? Was it snowing? there i didn't see that i don't know if the first couple innings there was white stuff floating all around the air a lot of pollen either it was snowing or they have those uh flowers that are like dandelions that then yes. turn into those white things that when the wind blows it blows the white I stuff would, off. i would say considering it's 55 degrees right now in minneapolis yeah. it was not snowing jerry do me the a favor pollen's very heavy this is if that was pollen right that we got a problem. 
<laughs> well, it might be. I you don't got know. A pollen problem. I don't know. I'm not sure. Go back uh, when you're when you're um, later uh, off the air and just go to the highlights. Yes. And I'm telling you, at first I was like, ah, oh, maybe something's floating around. Then like two innings later, it was still floating around out there. Yeah. I think it was snowing in Minnesota. That's how bad their weather is. It stinks. It's June. They're getting snow. It's not snowing. I'm it not was saying, a beautiful night. I'm not saying they had a shovel, Jerry. It wasn't snow. It wasn't snow. Shoveling. But By the way, something. if I said to you, Jackson Jeffers, what would you say? Law firm, right? Jackson Jeffers? Yeah. Sure. Jeffers and Jacks. Like, those yeah. are two guys that beat the Yankees last night. Jackson and Jeffers? Jax. Jax. J-A-X. And Jeffers. A guy named Jax. Yes. He came in to pitch after Chris Archer and Jeffers hit a home run. I never heard of either one of them Me before neither. last night. <laughs> I heard of Chris Archer because he plays. Yes. He's, he's uh, pitched against the, the Yankees well, many times. the Rays. Times. Correct. They said he had 20 starts against the Yankees in his career. Yes. He's one of those guys, though, and I'm not saying that this is actual uh, factual. Oh, but right. He's one of those guys that I always felt like. David Price, I always feel like this, too, when you think about those old Rays pitchers who are elsewhere now. I always feel like as good as they were or might have been, they always threw a million pitches and not a lot of strikes. And where is Price now? Uh, he is in, isn't he? He's in San Diego, isn't he? Is he? David Price. I will check. Yes. Just Google that. I will check. Google David it. Price. By Correct. the way, you know, I always say in baseball that I would always send the runner home because a lot of times. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah. How I always say send the runner home because a lot of times. The yes. You never are, know what can happen. The throws are so offline. You got to count. Well, the them. throws have to be in line and perfect. Right, and the catcher's got to be able to field the ball yes. while at the same time making the motion to try to tag you. Absolutely. That being said, I also complain about dudes cutting balls off all the time for no reason. I always feel like... Well, it depends on who's why they're cutting it off. So The catcher is the one that likely should make that call. And what, does he yell it? Yes. He yells, cut, cut, cut? He could yell, cut two, cut three. What does that cut, mean, two or three? Second base, third base. Like, like cut, cut and, and throw. throw. Okay. Yeah. Because last night uh, in the Yankee twin game, Aaron Hicks came up throwing. Mm -hmm. And he threw a dude out at home plate. But they tried to cut that ball off. The the shortstop or uh, leapt in the air to try to cut the ball off. And he was out by like two feet. Yeah. Stop cutting balls off. Well, at least he missed it. Cut your balls off. <laughs> Stop cutting your balls off to spite your face. That's <laughs> not the phrase. Supposed to be the nose, not the balls. What does it say? Cut your nose to don't. I don't understand that saying. Um, it don't basically, cut your nose to What does spite your face mean? It's, it's, yeah, it's I weird, know what right? it means. How do you describe it? Right. It's, don't cut your nose off to spite your face. Yeah, I don't know how to actually describe yeah. it, but I know how to use it. You do. That makes no sense, right? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, don't do something stupid that's going to hurt you in the long run. Okay. It may seem like the right thing to do now, but it's going to hurt you later. Doesn't mean like if you're mad at your face, to spite your face, you're going to cut your nose off, but then you can't breathe. Yeah, I suppose. I'm going to Google that in the break. You can, yes, do I that. I'm sure people are probably DMing you right now. I got a lot of research. What to it do actually in the break. means. Well, you got five hours to do it, so you're good. Jerry, let's talk. I don't normally talk a lot of basketball, but or I've got some basketball. funky, fresh basketball takes from last night. Oh, really? Yeah. First of all, before the game, now this game was in Boston. The Warriors complained. This is amazing to me. That the basket. That the rim, the basket itself, Jerry, was higher 
than it should have been. I suppose this is like a golfer who, like a pro golfer that can judge the length of a shot or their putt, and they know, they just know because they've been doing it so long. I guess if you're a basketball pro basketball player, I bet you even high school and college players can tell. You know. what was? Did they say what the height was? So they complained that the height of the hoop in Boston was higher than 10 feet, which it was supposed to be, and they measured it, and it was. You know what they measured it, Jerry? No. 14 feet. No, for real. What was it? It was not 14 feet. They didn't say in the articles how many inches it was off. It was probably okay. off an inch. No, 14 Wouldn't feet. Wouldn't that be great? They it just was 26 and a half feet. <laughs> if we just had different rules, like in game, f- by the way, you know, uh, Celtics, Warriors, game five. In game five, we are going to raise the baskets to 14 feet. Oh, my God. That's well, going to take away the dunks, Jerry. There are people that would like to see the basket raised to 11 or 12 feet. Me, I'm one of those people. I'm not. I'm I'm good with the high. I want to see the three-point shot backed up. That's what I want to see. Back up that. Okay. Yeah. I like I like Boomer's idea where you erase the corner three. Yeah. And you extend out what would be like more of a half arc, but, but cut off and drop it back like another three feet. Now, guys are still going to be able to make shots, but the percentages will come down and the mid-range game might come back. Yeah. I hope, Jerry, I love a mid-range game. No, you don't. No, you don't. I want uh, all of the sports to be like wrestling. Like in wrestling, they'll be like scripted. This. <laughs> I don't want that. What, no, what then? not scripted. We decide when the Rays win a World Series? No. Okay. But like sometimes in wrestling, it'll be like uh, to, uh, to later on, you know, okay. coming later on tonight, The Rock will take on Steve Austin. It will be a cage match. Then you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be. Like, they throw an extra thing in. It's going to be. It'd be like game five, Celtics Warriors. The baskets are going to be 14 feet. <laughs> so oh, my God. We're going to have to adjust our game. I'll tell you this. If, in fact, we ever did this, yeah, I want to write the first season. The Browns will win the Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Oh, that'd be great. Now, that would be a cool scripted season. Yeah. I'm no Browns fan, but chaos. Now what? I mean, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, or it would be like uh, Brown Steelers this weekend. There will be no quarterbacks allowed. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, my God. How are they going to, what are they going to have to have run the ball? How about this? Can we, all right. How about, I have an idea, too. Can we have the uh, the CFL goalposts? <laughs> Where do they put them? Like, right. Uh, what do you mean? What they're because they're in. They're right. Aren't they more like the old NFL yeah. where they're in the end zone? Yeah, that was wild when you watch those old NFL. Yes, and a guy does like a guy would run right in, <laughs> get knocked out cold. <laughs> Holy crap! Guy does like cuts in the quarterback hits and then boom, he goes head first into the uh, goalpost. Or how about when a guy's running an in route like that and the quarterback throws the ball, hits the goalpost? Yeah. I wonder at what point pass. in a meeting they were like, hey, what if we back right. these goalposts up? <laughs> Probably when the guy almost died on the field from running headfirst into yeah. it. I what mean, if we did God. this? What if we put the goalpost at the end of the end, the back of the end zone instead of the front? Or How have, did they do that when there was like a play, like you're on the one-yard line and you're going to run the ball in? Just, people would just get in the way of the goalpost? Well, the goalpost wasn't, goal wasn't on the goal line, was it? It was just in the middle of the... Uh, so now I'm scared. Now I'm not 100% sure. I thought it was actually a couple of yards in the end zone. Yeah. I didn't think it was at the goal line. Maybe you're right. I think you're right. I got to take a look but at it. It wasn't old. in the back of the end zone. It was not. No, it was not. I'd love to know when they moved that. Better idea. The Arena Football League goalpost 
in the middle of the end zone. Nice. And then you got to kick that thin. Yes. Now that would really, you'd have to be precise with that. Right, but you just set it up like when there's a grudge match between two teams. Or have a better one. style. How about this? I mean, we really sound like idiots right now, but that's okay. <laughs> Nothing or unusual. Or innovators. How about maybe, how about goalposts that come up from the ground and you don't know which one you're going to see? Oh, right. You're going to get the <laughs> NFL one or the arena one. <laughs> is it going to be front? Right. Is it going to come out in the middle of the end zone or the back and be like, uh, this could be a 30-yard. Oh, my God. It's going to be a 35-yard attempt. Bill Belichick wants tougher extra points. Yes. How about a moving goalpost? <laughs> You say we sound like idiots, but I'm sure at one point somebody came into the office uh, and was like, you know, guys are running right into this goalpost. Why don't we back this up? You're right. Like this idiot. 40, maybe he's on years ago or whatever right. it was. Maybe he's on to something. Who knows? They were also complaining that the Celtics fans were dropping <laughs> F-bombs at them uh, all last night with children around. No Jerry. kidding. Remember Kyrie? What he dealt with there? Right. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Boston. Tough. They're oh, all tough, tough crowd, Jerry. All places have guys yelling F-bombs like crazy everywhere, every city. They were chanting, blank you, Draymond. Yeah, they do that every... They did that, remember, Trey Young at the Garden? And then uh, they were concerned that there were children around. It was the children that started that it. That might have been. The teens. I saw the children. Was, you're probably right about that. They jump right in with the parents. I saw these little kids, Jerry. They were bonding with their parents by cursing out Draymond Green. Yeah, that does not surprise me. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So Clay Thomas was talking about that Who's after the Clay game. Who's Clay Thomas? Clay Thompson was talking about it after the game. As <laughs> <laughs> was Steve Kerr. <laughs> Kerr. Uh, we got to take a break. Holy Clay God. Thompson, Jerry. <laughs> Not Clay Thomas. I don't even know who that is. Well, you thought you did. Quick break. 537. More to do. We'll break down Clay Thomas's career next right here on The Fan. <laughs> Home of Boomerang Geo in the morning. Better odds and favorable prices. All right, Mike in Middletown, you're first up on the fan. Jerry, we don't need a break because we only do an hour. That's why we don't take your terrible phone calls. (laughs) Offspring. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think these guys are touring, too. They are. I would go see that. I would as well. They got a lot, like, you would think, like, oh, they only no, had they this. have a lot. No, 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 They no, had no, a no. lot of radio airplay. In they the, have a uh, lot of songs. In whatever. Do you think they were late 90s or early 2000s? I would say early 2000s. Yeah. But I don't know. You could be, could have been 1997 for all. The years right. blend at this point. Let me, I'm going to just, uh, 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 Ixnay on the Ombre. Wasn't that the album? Ixnay on the Ombre. Doesn't that sound Let right? Let me see their very first, uh, where they, they uh, their first, oh, Come out their first play. record was, that was popular was Smash. That was 1994. What was on that? What was the popular song on that album? All right, Jerry. Got to get away. Mm, Come out and play. Self esteem. That was ninety four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Why am I thinking "Stay on the Ombre"? Was that a song? That was ninety seven. That was was another album. album. Okay. And that had on it. uh, Um, That was with the whole Def Leppard beginning, right? Um, Give it to me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. I don't see that on this record. We know the song I'm talking about, yes? Yeah, because it goes... Right. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> another, man, uh-huh. another manly owl yeah. voice. <laughs> uh, by the way, you remember earlier, Jerry, I asked you if it was, in fact, snowing in Minnesota during yes. the Yankee game last night, and I told you I saw gigantic yeah. snowflakes going Hell. around. A Colorado truck driver guy on Twitter says to me, the snow that you saw is from cottonwood trees. Okay. So not snow. Not snow. Right. I mean, given the fact that it's 55 degrees now there, 
I didn't think that it was, you know. It's still June there, right? It is. So the chances that it was snow is not great. Well, that's what we said. That's what I said. It's June 9th now, which well, is hard to believe. Let me ask you this, Jerry. Do you have interest and would you watch you? the following? Yeah. HBO is going to air 38 at the Garden. Yes. You know why? Yeah. It's 38 minutes. Right. That sounds lovely. It's a short documentary about Jeremy Lin. It's coming this fall to HBO. The film is 38 minutes, and it's about him scoring 38 points at the Garden against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And then all about the rise of Jeremy Lin. I'm interested. They don't have uh, another one, the sequel, coming out three, the night he hit a three-pointer when he played for the Nets. <laughs> it's only three minutes long. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the Elvis trailer. It's three minutes and four seconds. Uh, I would see that. I think it's very cool to have a short, huge run in sports, even if you never do anything again. Well, yeah. that's a And he made money. Yeah, no, he made money. He, he went to money. the Rockets after the Knicks, right? Rockets, Nets, Lakers, I believe. I have what to check a, that, but I think the Lakers too. To have that small moment in sports. Yeah. I'd rather have and a like sh- a legit moment. Right. I would rather have a short, legit moment in sports that had that mini run, mini run, like uh, Jeremy Lin had, versus a long, mediocre career. Yeah. Uh, he's still playing, by the way, in China, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, I'm trying to find his stats. And think about this, too. So, my God, he played for a lot of teams. So, he started with the Warriors, goes to the Knicks. How many games do you think he played for the Knicks? Uh, How many seasons do you think? Start Two. There. One. Okay. 35 games. I was going to say about 38 games, Jerry. Then he goes about to the 38? Rockets, played a couple of seasons in Houston, three okay. actually. Then the Lakers, mm-hmm. then the Hornets, mm-hmm, okay. then the Nets, okay. then the Hawks, it's a lot. then the Raptors. Yeah, it's too many teams. That is a lot of teams in nine seasons. Yeah. <laughs> I know he got a lot of money, you're right, but like that, the Knicks run is all we needed. No, for sure. And it was 35 games. Yeah. That which was awesome. amazing. It even got me to tune in to some Knicks games. I, listen, I Bo Derek had Linsanity. Right. We had, everybody had Linsanity. He overtook the city, Jerry. It's not easy to do. Yeah. No, I know. He and and it was one of the Rangers in ninety four. If I think back to what I remember as a child and now in my adult life, growing up, the Ranger run in ninety four was one of the even not being a Ranger fan was one of the most memorable runs because of the whole nineteen forty chance. You felt like they were kind of like to me, they were like our Red Sox. You felt like they were never going to win again. And that run was unbelievable, and I remember it like it was not yesterday, but I certainly do remember it. Um, th- it was thirty-five games, but you remember? You know, what I remember most about Jeremy Lin. The th- you might remember this, you might not. The three-pointer he hit in Toronto to beat the Raptors. That I don't remember. I hope it's in the documentary. It ha- well, you said it's thirty-eight minutes when he scored thirty-eight points at the Garden. I just said it was in in Toronto. That probably not going to be in it. Probably not going to be in there. How much money do you think that Jeremy Lin made in his nine-year career? $40 million. $65 million. Damn. And I called six games Columbia-Harvard when he was with the Crimson. Is that right? Never had a good game against Columbia. Isn't that something? Yeah. And he had a he had a great college career. I don't believe he ever had a great game against Columbia. I remember we were on our, our TV partner at the time was MSG Networks. Right. Which, of course, carries the, the mm-hmm. Knicks games. So we were going to get a Jeremy Lin phone interview 
which we did get. And yeah. back then, no one was like he, nobody was able to get them. And I remember all the back and forth. Jeremy's going to call now. I'd be getting calls. Jeremy's going to call now. He's going to call from a private number. Are you guys ready for Jeremy when he calls? It's like, yes. Just call. Just call in. But it was like a big thing. I'm sure it was. Well, for them, that, I mean, if you think about the Knicks at that time, and they were good, that was when Carmelo, around the Carmelo time, and they did what? They win 56 games that one year with Carmelo? Does that sound right? 55 games? Sounds exactly right, And the right, year where Amari put his finger, his hand through the glass in Miami. <laughs> the they, fire extinguisher glass. They had a couple good seasons, but that run was, I can only imagine how many inquiries they had, not from sports radio stations, but from news outlets, not only in New York, but around the country and around the world. Oprah probably wanted to talk to yeah. them. Yeah, so if you were in PR at the Garden for the Knicks, their heads must have been spinning for those four, five, six weeks. Yes, we'd like to talk to Jeremy Lin. This is the Ellen Show. Well, how about, you did that well, how about uh, even just at practice when the media wanted to talk to him? Oh, yeah. Westchester, must have been crazy. Yes. Who else do you think wanted to talk to him? Um, You've already gone with Oprah and Ellen. Who's next? Dr. Phil? Was he a thing back then? Uh, Maury, he probably was. Maury wanted to do, you are the father. No. <laughs> it was Jeremy Lin, you are the father. <laughs> Perhaps. I'm uh, not so sure, though. ESPN Sage Steele was back on the air, Jerry. She missed a couple months after she got hit in the face. By a golf ball by yeah, John. Not, I wasn't, is it John Rom? What do you think it is? John Rom. Yes. Nailed it. Sports. Talk. I wasn't aware of this story. Oh, yeah. I did not I know remember this. when it first happened. Then, like, it just, you know, she was just off the air. She got hit in the face and knocked the tooth out. But so was she hit with a line? Like line a, drive. Really? Yeah. It was not on the, de- on the, you know, they say a lot of times the golf ball, when you get hit, when someone gets hit in the stands, a lot of times the, the ball's on its way down. This mm-hmm. was a smoking line drive. Hit her right in the face and the teeth. Where was she? Like, I don't... PGA Championship in, no, no, in I know that. May. I'm, what I'm saying is, like, where was she on the court? These guys are... I've been to enough live golf events, yeah. and I've certainly watched enough on TV. These guys are so precise. And I know sometimes there's an errant shot, but you'll see guys, you'll see crowds run up to a ball when it's off the fairway so that they can crowd the spot and then create a little galleyway for them to hit. They're so precise. Like, where was she that she got hit in this fashion? I think she was right in the middle of the drive. No, she was not. (laughs) What'd she do? Dive in front of the tee shot? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where she was, but it was a smoking liner. It caught her right in the tooth. That is scary. She said her and her dentist are best friends now. Well, let's hope that, you know. Not that close. No, no. But so she says she's there all the time. He's I, been working on her teeth. I know, but the dentist story yesterday. Oh, right. Good point. When you go down that road again. And her uh, partner, her uh, uh, TV partner, was there to help save her. Yeah, she scary said, stuff. Yeah, she was bloody faced. Uh, and she was on yesterday. You could see her lip is still yeah, I'm sure. all crazy. It takes time. Yeah. Uh, we got to take time out because we've got an Odyssey Sports Minute. Then when we come back, we'll wrap it up. Then Boomer and Geo, and away we go on a Thursday. It's Amy Lawrence, Cooper Cup, making cash. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back. Got about a minute till we get you to Boomer and Geo. Mets lose. Yankees lose. Celtics won. Rangers tonight. Well, uh, a fella named Chris DM'd me on Twitter, Jerry. Said well, you get a lot of DMs from dudes. Uh, yeah, that a lot of dudes slide into my DMs. <laughs> uh, says, I'm hey, listening you. 
I'm listening to the fish conversation because right, fish are cold blooded. It's not considered meat. Yeah, well, I, it doesn't. Whatever. It's meat. All right, that's what it is. It's, it's got a eyeballs. living, breathing thing. Right. It's fine. It's got lips. Great. Whatever. Did you see Jerry? Uh, some topless pro-choice protesters. I didn't because it was a WNBA game. <laughs> Rude. I, I don't watch it. What oh, can I tell you don't you? see it. Uh, that's all I mean. They ran onto the court at a WNBA game in Brooklyn Tuesday night. Okay. To protest uh, something. You know what I did watch? The women's softball. This Oklahoma team oh, is yeah. ridiculous. Another uh, run game, I think. 16-1, they beat Texas last night. And broke a record uh, most home runs. runs in a game. Six. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think, I think you get it. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.